Hello, this is Baby Boomer Tales. Welcome to our podcast. You can find our Facebook page at Baby Boomer Tales. There are links to our webpage and podcasts. If you access our webpage, there are links to many places, including Apple Podcasts there. The title of today's episode is The Class of 68. I spoke before about the first day of kindergarten, how my mom sent me down the hill all by myself. You could see the school down there. Well, I need to correct that just a little. You know, in business, when you buy insurance, there's a part of it that is called errors and omissions. And sometimes when I go back and listen to an old podcast, I realize that, oh, that wasn't quite like that. Memories are funny things. But that podcast had me walking down that hill all by myself. And that, I don't believe, is how it went. There was a little neighbor girl that had moved that house right up next door to us sometime between when we moved in and when we went to school in the fall. And her name was Mary Ellen. And Mary Ellen and I walked down the hill, probably hand in hand, to school. Coming home, though, When I ran into the porcupine, I was by myself, so I don't know if Mary Ellen got a ride home or what the deal was. Who knows? There are a lot of people in that kindergarten class that I ended up graduating from high school with. There was Butch and Jill and Marilyn and Bill and Patty and Randy and Connie and Wayne and Larry. I hope I didn't leave anybody out. I'm working off of an old picture. But we went from the first day of kindergarten to the last day of high school together. What I remember about kindergarten the most is one Saturday, my dad took me to my kindergarten teacher's house. She lived over the hill from us. And she had hired my dad to fix her kitchen floor. Now, I'm not sure what Dad had to do to it, and back in those days, Dad's grocery store was brand new to him, but he had to work odd jobs just to make ends meet also, and that was one of his odd jobs. And I remember how weird that was, seeing my teacher not in her environment that I was used to. I'm sure we've all experienced that, running into the teacher with your mom at the grocery store or something like that. Well, this was at her house. Like, I thought she lived at the school, I guess. In first grade, my best memory was one day we took a field trip to the first grade teacher's home, and she lived on this ranch on a hill, and she had animals, and uh, I think she kind of had petting-type animals, probably goats and lambs and calves and things like that, chickens. And I remember coming home with that, with a little bag that I called my jewels. And they were little colored cut glass, and I thought those were so precious. Now, I did go downtown. I remember walking downtown first grade by myself and going seeing Mary Sue, which is a girl that was older than me, and showing her my diamonds and rubies and sapphires. I think she played along pretty well, if I remember right. In second grade, our teacher was a pretty old lady. 
and I'd love to use the names of these, but I can't remember all of my teachers' names. I apologize for that. I thought I could, and I was going to use their names, but in the spirit of not using somebody's last name, unless it's something that I can't avoid in order to present the story, this teacher, before the second grade was over that school year, her husband came to work for my dad, and he was Bill, our butcher. So that was a pretty strange thing for me to have this guy that, and I got along with Bill. I used to lose so much money to him, bet him a quarter that he wouldn't eat a piece of liver, stuff like that. He was always taking my money. Third grade was a blur. I have no idea. I thought of calling Connie or somebody and ask him, but I, I decided not to just skip the third grade and go to fourth. In the fourth grade, my best memory of fourth grade is I drew a picture. I can remember this picture. It's a mom and daughter on a country road, and you can see the fence going to the north or whatever, and you know how the fence gets smaller as it gets further away from you, and a flock of geese above you. It was pretty good, and it won some kind of prize and got to go to the county fair that year. She even called my mother down to show her the picture and tell her about it qualifying for the fair. So I did have some moments of brilliance with art, but not very often. I think I was too lazy to be an artist, but I kind of liked it sometimes. My Aunt Donna used to talk about me drawing her a picture of a three-legged lion. She would talk about that clear into my adulthood, so it must have been pretty good. I should have asked to see it. She probably didn't still have it. Fifth grade was Mr. Dobbins. I spoke about Mr. Dobbins before in a podcast, how he actually saved my life. Fond memories there of a teacher I didn't like very much. Sixth grade, we couldn't go to school in the town that I grew up in. It was the only year we didn't go to school there. Our sixth grade class was bused to a town 10 miles away. I don't know why they did that. It probably had something to do with room. Probably the community was growing. And so we met a whole slew of new kids that lived in that town that never went to school in my town. Phil, Henry, John. He had a silver tooth in the front. I'll never forget that. Phil became a pretty good friend. I spoke about him in a podcast, how he bought a cabin up above his town. And Wayne and I and him went up there and spent a night one time and was a great adventure. But what I remember about going to school in the sixth grade in that town 10 miles away was not so much learning to dance, how Jana taught me how to dance. We had a choice at recess and lunch. We could either go outside and play, which I always opted for with football and stuff, or you stay inside and you'd learn how to dance. Well, I always played football except if it was 40 below out or something. I'd stay in and Jana taught me how to dance. But what I remember most is the bus ride. Those 10 miles were very harrowing. We lived through it though. And then we went to the junior high in seventh grade. Junior high was always in the same building as the high school. And our junior high school was seventh and eighth grade. And you're just a little kid with all these high school students in the hallways and stuff. And it's a little bit intimidating. I don't think anything ever happened to us with the bigger kids. At least it didn't happen to me. But then you get to go to 8th grade. 
And what I remember about eighth grade the very, very most is the basketball team's uniforms were the coolest things. Our high school team was called the Panthers, and the junior high team was called the Cubs. And even though the high school team's colors were purple and white, the Cubs' colors were black and red. And the basketball uniforms were black with red letters. And the jerseys were t-shirts and not the standard basketball uniform jersey. And I just thought those were the coolest things in the world. Now for the top 10 songs 55 years ago. That is the top 10 this week in 1965. Number 10. All Day and All of the Night. The Kinks. Number 9. Keep Searching, We'll Follow the Sun, Del Shannon. Number eight, Come See About Me, The Supremes. Number seven, This Diamond Ring, Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Number six, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You, Marvin Gaye. Number five, Hold What You've Got by Joe Tex. Number four, by The Searchers, Love Potion Number Nine. Number three, The Name Game, Shirley Ellis. Number two, You've Lost That Loving Feeling, The Righteous Brothers. Number one, for the second week in a row, by Petula Clark, Downtown. 1965 had some great music. Tula Clark, downtown. If you're lonely, there's a place you can go that never closes. Except in my little town. Six o'clock, it's rolled up. After eighth grade, I graduated to the ninth grade. Now, I was very surprised I graduated to the ninth grade because in math class, we sat at these big tables and I sat next to a girl named Darlene and all we did was talk. Every day, every day, every day, we just sat there and talked. Ended up flunking the fourth nine weeks of math class. Yeah, I changed my report card so I didn't have any repercussions at home. It was pretty easy to do back in those days. And the first day of ninth grade, I was a little confused. Where should I go? Should I go over and sit with the eighth graders? Or should I just go with my classmates? So I took a chance. And I went with my classmates, and by golly, I was in the ninth grade. Later on, I found out why, more than anything. It turned out that about my sophomore, junior year, my counselor got me into her office and proceeded to tell me what an underachiever I was academically. That I just do enough to get by, and why was I this way? And then she showed me my IQ scores. Not to brag or anything, but they were quite high. Now this shocked me. Shocks me still. I can tell it shocked you. And that's why they kept pushing me on, thinking maybe I'd catch a little focus. Well, I'm a firm believer it doesn't matter if your IQ is quite low or quite high or just in right there in the middle. It's all your work ethic, your focus, your heart's desire of what you want to do of where you go. So I made it to the ninth grade, and I had quite a time in four years of high school. 
I wouldn't go back for anything, but it was a very good experience. Made some wonderful friends, learned some stuff, had two teachers that are still near and dear in my heart, Leah Beth and Betty Jo. Now they were tough on me, and I'm sure I drove them crazy, but they are the kind of people you could go to their house and say, hey, you know, I remember Betty Jo always let me do my term paper where I could go to her house by, she set a limit, like 9 o'clock at night or something. So I go take my term paper 9 o'clock at night on the final day before you got a big zero and flunk her class. There were proms and football games and basketball games and library class. There were girlfriends and best friends and grades and Mr. W, the principal. There are so many things that I couldn't forget if I wanted to. And I do not want to. Now don't get me wrong, I don't live there. I don't live in perpetual high school. I wasn't the big greatest jock in the world and wouldn't let go of that. I did like sports, but I liked other things too. But there is a season in life for everything you do. A season of when you're in kindergarten, a season for when you graduate from high school. That song by the birds, the scripture in Ecclesiastes, is very, very true. To everything there is a season. Time to live and a time to die. I look at my old high school yearbook and I dug this thing out and dusted it off to prepare for this podcast. And so many of these people are not even with us anymore. How is that possible? Well, it's been 51 years ago. It'll be 52 years ago in in May, I guess. I hope you can hear me turning the pages. There's people I've seen lately, and people I have no idea what happened to them. There are 38 of us that graduated from that school, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us that started in kindergarten and went right through that graduating class of 38. To me, that's a gem of great price. The Beatles and their song in my life, they're places I remember. There's people I remember. I've referred to that before, I know, but it has to be one of the greatest songs in all time for my life. I hope you have fond memories, but better yet, I hope you have a good life. If you feel it's not so good, it's up to you to change it. It may not be easy, but good things do not come easy. Everywhere you go, do your very best to be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday.